You ever heard it? That guy that sucks his kids out of control. Don't be getting my parenting business. I know what the hell I'm doing. I I already know what great parents do. You you ready for it? All right, all right. Hey, guys, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Hey, just wondering one thing. If you're not rocking and rolling it today, the day after Christmas, I'm going to wonder why. Why the hell wouldn't you? You got to spend an entire day with Jesus, with God, with your faith, with all of the things that are that are born of that whole idea, right? Because that's why we took the day off. We had dinner with family, and we embraced them, and we appreciated them, and we we didn't get on our phones. No one was on their phone the whole Christmas holiday because, of course, we we value that. We want to focus on the good stuff. And, of course, you're really feeling good right now. That's what brought this conversation to a point. You're, you're, you're feeling really good as parents. Look look what you did, man. Yeah, you were sitting there drinking your Baileys and cream, watching them open their presents. Got, them in the co- got your Baileys and cream in your coffee sitting back. You got your new robe on. The kids are just all happy. Yeah, that's what good parents do, right? There are a lot of thing good, things good parents do. And what's funny about it and what concerns me because i watch it i see it i i I think i'm a pretty good parent is when it really comes down to the outcome the the level of productivity and the value that your child brings to not only himself but to society becomes the ultimate gauge of of where where you're at as a parent now of course there are some choices that are made that will allow for the exception right i mean people do get addicted to drugs and they make bad choices and that's not a reflection of the parent but if you really think about it, if you're busy, if you keep your child busy thinking about all of the opportunities and feeling inspiration and energy from all the things that are possible within his or her life, there's a real good chance um, he ain't going to be thinking about anything else. And even if he is, he got this long list of things he's already done or are dreaming about doing that that are pretty much a sure thing he can identify he knows how it feels don't know if i'll be hanging out on some slum doing fentanyl at a college party i mean i guess the question would be why why would you do that right you do all all the things great parents do let's talk about it when we come back You know, being a great parent is a lot, it's, it's tied directly to being a great person. Great people are optimists. Great people are inspired and they are, they are high energy and usually it's in the positive direction. There's not a lot of arguing going on in, there, in, a, in, a, in a, a good parent or a good person as a whole. When you're inspired by life, when you're inspired by the things around you, no matter what you do, no matter what you experience, you can see the, the good in it. You, you love to stand in the light. There's no doubt about that. You love standing in the light, and you, you're just inspired and in awe of all the possibilities that are around you. So you wake up every day, and of course, you talk about it, and you dream about it, and you share, and you create, and you do all that stuff. And, and the cool part is when your children are watching. And at some point, they understand the value of learning and the, and the value of having having life endurance, you know, where life can drag you around like you have one foot hooked in the stirrup of a runaway horse and you're just like, ah. And when you finally get your foot free, you stand up. When life finally gets done kicking your ass, you stand up and dust yourself off and you're like, and you're all mad and you're flipping it off and you're just angry, but then you say, all right, let's, let's go again. You ready? Let's go again, life. 
if you can get your parent, if you can get your kids to that point, if you're the kind of parent that can get them to the point where, where they they prefer not to have your help, they're like, no, I, Dad, I have a job, and I've been picking up some over, some shifts. Oh wow, really? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm trying to look for, and I might need your help on this, but I'm trying to figure out what's better for me as far as education. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's the trades out there, and you're like, wow, all right, well, let's sit down. You come by. You coming for breakfast? Yeah. Come on, let's sit down. Let's have a conversation about it because I'm really excited about it. The best thing you can do for your children, what great parents do, is great parents wake up every day inspired. Not just about their kids, but about themselves, about where they are. And even if it's not the greatest place to be, one of the biggest gifts you can hand to your children is the excitement of what can be, the imagination for holding on to those, and the endurance, of course, for holding on to those dreams. Life gets real boring when we don't have dreams, when we're not working for something. It gets real hard and mundane, and it's kind of hard to get all excited about. I mean, day after Christmas, how do you feel? Are you all rocking and rolling? You're like, oh, yeah. Man, you kind of feel a little bit of a sadness come over you because Christmas was so much fun. You, you got, you felt the love, and you got to share with people, and you really have a new appreciation for life and for the people around you. Hmm, you gave something of yourself to someone else, kindness, maybe just to listen. And what's funny is we, you know, we know that we don't spend enough time listening and talking to each other. And yet, what happened? Think about your your gathering. I'm not trying to throw any stones or anything. It's not my business. But just imagine for a second. Take a look at your, your gathering that you had over Christmas. Think back to how much time you spent looking at your phone. Think back to, I mean, they're at the table, and you look over, and there's your niece, and she's over there giggling to herself, got her, got her screen up. Hmm. There's something we, we're teaching our kids. There's something we're allowing our kids to believe in, to follow, and that is that when you're in the presence of people you love, they're not as important as people you don't. Hmm. People go, well, that ain't the message. That ain't the message. You know, it's just technology. Yeah, it is. It is technology, and it's a tool. I don't see you bringing your friggin' hammer and your saw to the table, right? You know, over there, got your RC racer or maybe your typewriter or your computer. Like, well, just a minute, guys. I know it's Christmas dinner, but I got to get this paper written. Got to get this book done. So, I don't know. One of those, those those things great parents do, or is that that what you're doing? Why is this important? Well, it's important because it doesn't matter what the activity is or what you might do to improve your life. As long as you're not spending time looking at that and you don't have a connection to that, you're not going to spend time in it. And what's the reason we're not rock and roll in our lives? I mean, let's face it. Think about it. We should be. We could be. I mean, that phone, you have access. I mean, I do a lot of crap on my phone. I do a lot of stuff on my phone. There's a lot of power in that phone, and I'm not even using it 1% of its full potential. I I got my plate full doing stuff like this, but think about what you could be doing as a parent, and, of course, your kids are watching. That's one thing you can do. Think about another thing. Think about how you feel when you wake up in the morning. How do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Are you upbeat? Do you have some positive words? If you're not and you don't feel that way, it isn't because it's not possible. It's right there. There's something you're you're probably not doing. 
And what would that be? Well, you're probably not learning anything. You're not probably not developing anything or growing into anything beyond where you are right now. I mean, face it, how long have you been the you that you look at in the mirror every day? A month, a year, six years? I mean, look back at all the accomplishments that you've had over the last year and a half. I'll wait. You probably have to get the tablet out because there are so many of them. And, of course, this is the point where people go, Oh, man, you're just kicking me in the knees. You shouldn't talk to me that way. Well, I don't know. It's not personal. You do realize that if you don't do anything, we're talking about it. If you don't start living your life and being a great parent, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with you. Now, when your kids grow up, it might have something to do with me. I mean, think about being a great parent. So there are mommies and daddies out there who say, you know, I'm a parent for life. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Then why don't you go out and parent? When your kid comes home with all kinds of crap he's not supposed to have, and you know because he don't have any money because he don't have a friggin' job, why don't you do what a good parent would do and say, where'd you get this shit? Where'd you get all this stuff? And he goes, well, you know, me and a bunch of friends, we just broke some windows and we just took it. Really? Get the hell out of my house. Take your crap with you. Go. Go find someplace else to live. Or and, 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 of course, you're not the only one. I mean, remember, there's 20, 30 people doing this shit, even more than that, right? I've seen it. Just massive crowds. Things great parents do. You know what happened? My son came home with a bunch of crap, even now as a man. Even now as a man. I go in his shop, and he's got this. He got this tool or this big ass press or something like that. He got over there, and the, the serial number's been ground off, and, you know. I'm like, where'd you get that? And he gets all sketchy, gets all shaky-eyed on me. He's like, well, uh, you know, <sighs> well, I got it from a friend, right? Whatever. As a dad, as a parent, you can see it because that's what, that's what good, great, great, great parents do. That's what great parents do. I think maybe not. I think maybe that not. There's a lot of things that are not acceptable. I mean, I, I'm not going to blame you if you're that kind of guy who thinks you're the only one on the road, even though the highway, the wherever you're, whatever the avenue that you're on is littered with other people. There are other people around you, and you somehow decide that you're the most important. You get to run to the front. And you're like, and being rude. And, and of course, you've got to be angry, too, when you're like that. You know what great parents do? They teach your children not to be mean. How do you do that? Well, you call them out on it. I don't have to. I don't, I, I don't beat my kids. I didn't have to beat my kids. All I do is set them aside and say, listen, come let me ask you a question. Why are you being mean to me? And, of course, their eyes would get all big. And, you, and the, my daughters, they, they would start to well up almost immediately. I'm like, why are you being mean to me? I'm your friend. I'm in the, I'm, I will do anything for you. We're, I'm, you're supposed to be on my team. When I ask you to clear the table or pick up your towels, why don't you want to help us? Because your mom's on my team and your brother's on my team and your sister's on my team. I guarantee they're still going to love you. They're still going to rely on you. They're still build a, a bond with you. But the cool part about it is their their time. If you do it right, if you're if you do the great things parents do, like read to them every night. Some children they need to learn as much as they can. I got to tell you, over Christmas vacation, my granddaughter, who happens to be five, did the match game with me with some cards, picture cards of faces, and she kicked my butt. And that's what just some things great parents do. And why is it important to? add value through the exposure of things that you, your children may or may not have experienced 
children are, are imagination and the more you nurture imagination in children the longer it had the, the higher the chances it survives as an adult you know why you're not having a really good time right now in some aspect of your life whether it's at work or when you get off work or whatever it is you're doing it's because you don't have you, you don't have anything on the horizon you're not over there all excited about anything you can't imagine you're not over there going man i freaking wish i could i do uh, that's the that's the story of my life i don't know if you get that i don't know if you're in tune to it or picking up on it but yeah that's my the life of my story i'm waking up every day and i'm like oh man come on figure it out figure it out you know how cool it'd be if the news said you know everybody got along today all the people in the world all the social media just went silent because everyone decided to take a day of rest take a day of rest right saturday sunday just shut it off everyone in the entire world Pick your day of rest, coordinate it with your friends, and just shut it off. Can you imagine what the hell would happen to your life? Oh, they'd be, oh, I can't do it without my phone. You'd hear them crying. There'd be wailing and, and friggin' gnashing of teeth. <laughs> you, don't, you don't suppose that's what this whole thing's about, right? You don't suppose that's what this whole thing's about, right? When I think about being a great parent and the things great parents do, I look at the outcome. That's really the goal. You are where you are with your children. No matter what kind of children they are, what kind of job you've done, you are where you are. What would be the goal? When I look at the goal, it's a simple goal for me. My goal is to enable my children to have all of the tools they need to function within society as it is. And then, of course, to have the ability and the fortitude and the foresight to be able to say, oh, this changes. I think i got to change this if I'm gonna, if I'm going to continue to be good at this arrangement that's going on around me, at this thing that everyone is exposed to, this thing called life. And of course, within that, there are those nuances that add appeal to the experience of spending time with your child, right? With that person you're raising. I mean, you want them to be kind. You want them to feel empathy and compassion and concern for the people around them. You want them to have a conscience. You want them to not always believe they're right or that they always get to be first? And how do you do that? How do you make them so that you look at them and they say, "Ah, you're right, I should be picking up my room, I should be picking up my stuff. So many ways, and the reason it's not happening isn't because it can't, it's because you're not doing what it takes to make it happen. If you were to guess, what do you suppose that would be? Here, I'll give you a minute. Think about it. If you wanted them to learn to be kind, then be kind to them and explain it. And when they're not kind to you, hold them accountable for it. It's simple. You have to beat the hell out of them. All you got to do is have that conversation with them. And the reason we get confused and we don't get the outcomes that we want from the children for, for the things that we do is, isn't because we don't have the ability. It's because we're, we're doing the wrong thing. You're, you're, that does, that's obviously not working. I watched you do it for like 12 hours and none of it, it didn't change a thing. At, at the, on the 13th hour, she's still doing it. So, or he's still doing it or whatever, right? And based on what, what standard is that? Well, it's their ability to function. If you send your child off into the world at whatever age that might be, 
are they able to, number one, maintain their own livelihood? Are they able to set a plan in motion and imagine a plan and then to execute? Do they know how to feed themselves and clothe themselves? Do they know how to enter into a public forum without getting beat up or beating somebody up or getting arrested? And if you meet that criteria, if you meet that criteria consistently, then we're doing pretty good, right? And, of course, then there's the next step level, and that is where you actually instill in them an inspiration and a desire to learn more and to understand and to get better at those things that they're interested in. When you get that combination, your child becomes unstoppable. And how do you do it? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to stop lying to yourself. Or it's not even lying, really. Let's, let me take that back. It's not lying. You've got to stop, accept the fact that you're not as good as you possibly could be at, at raising children. And how do I know that? Because we're never, there is always something that we can do that's more effective than the things we're doing, even if we're already successful. If no other reason, simply for the relationship itself. I mean, I don't mind being who I am. I, I don't have any qualms about it whatsoever. And the reason I don't is because when I show up in life every day and I've got this and so many other things that I'm doing or trying to do or become, kind of hard to get all caught up in the bull crap that they keep talking about. And it's really, really inspiring for your, for your children who are watching you. How much time do you spend every day with your child? And, I, and this comes back to the Christmas thing and the everyone sitting around that table. Just think back to that, that event when you prayed and everybody's around the table and, and whatever and you're sitting around. Imagine or remember, try to remember how many people had their heads down and their phones up. In order for us to become great parents, we have to interact with our children on a personal level. But we can't, we, you understand, you're competing with what they're looking at, right? You better damn well be cooler than what they're looking at. It better be better for them to hang out with you than to look at that device. And and when you really think about what great parents do, great parents make that happen. I mean, I got I got some great parents in my in my life, and what they do is they introduce those children to activities that even though the technology exists and even though they have access to it, because you're doing what great parents do, you're taking them out and you're walking with them and you're spending time with them and you're teaching them things and you're allowing them to try things and you're just basically showing them the world in a way where they're as excited about what they can do beyond that phone as they are about anything they can do on that phone. And of course, again, why is this critical? Well, I mean... If you look around, we're kind of having a problem with exactly why this is so important. It's because in order for us to survive, regardless of any app or anything that we may engage in on our phones, the ultimate test of our ability to survive is going to be our willingness and ability to communicate with each other, right? If you don't have the ability just to walk up to someone and say, hey, you need some help, or hey, listen, can you help me, or hey, listen, where are you guys headed? I don't mind. I'll go with you. We can. I bring some shit, right? I got some stuff with me. We're rolling, right? If you don't have the ability to actually work and appreciate the value of the people around you, you're still standing alone. All hell breaks loose. Guess where you're at? That's that's probably something you might want to teach your kids. It's okay to be scared. There's no doubt about it. I mean, but you can't be scared. Your children can never allow themselves to be scared to the point that they don't act. Fear is a great motivator for you to get your ass up and get moving. 
And, all right, we need some shit. What do we, I don't know what's going on, but I, we can't stay here. Let's get some. What do we need to go? Get backpack, whatever. I mean, you figure it out, right? And that seems dramatic, of course, and it's not. But it's still the same premise. Your child's out on the on the playground, and the teacher's not around, and here he comes, and your boy's over there, and he's been taught his entire life that he can't defend himself. Hmm. Man, what a great parent do. A great parent would tell his son, listen, I don't want you to fight, but if you get in a position to where there's no one to help you and you have to fight, then I want you to know how to fight. I mean, you don't have to be a victim. I, if it never happens, well, hell, that's just fine. But uh, are you really going to send him out there in the world where there are parents who not only teach their kids how to fight, but parents who don't give one shit whether they fight or not? The bully is just a bully kid. He's been on his own since he was three. Coming in, by the time he's 70, he's smoking cigars and got a tattoo and shit, right? I mean, the world is, there are, there is that side of it. I mean, are you, uh, are you, is your plan to just let your, let someone take over when you're gone because you didn't teach your kid to be independent and to be a strong contributing member of society, right? You, you can't steal. No, no, I'm sorry. I'll kick your ass if I catch you stealing. And of course, obviously that isn't happening. And, and, and it's all based on the, the premise, something else a great parent does. A great parent teaches their children the truth, the difference between the truth and lies. And a great parent teaches their children that they are in charge of their destiny. And a great parent shows their children where, where, where to look for it, where to find it, how to struggle, how to feel like they can't win and just get up and keep going, how to be able to overcome it and never, never be completely satisfied. And why is that important? I don't care how many things you do, you will never do everything that's possible or available to you in your entire life. You can look at this world and you can look at all kinds of things that are possible and all kinds of things that are out there that you could potentially obtain. And the reality is you just don't have enough time. If you want to teach your children anything, if you want to teach your children things great parents teach their kids, teach your children that idea. Teach them to look around and ask themselves, okay, if I do this honestly... They can't lie to themselves. Honestly, to do is buying a new truck at $700 a month really going to be so cool that I'm okay, I can endure it for seven years? I mean, uh, that's one hell of a thing to give your kid, right? As a parent, that, that's, that's something you'd give your kid. That's something a great parent would definitely, definitely do. I mean, imagine you as a father, right? Imagine you as a father. Whatever that role looks like, and I'm not getting into it. Are you the kind of guy where your 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 son, you'll be busy doing something, and you'll invite him in and show him what you're doing, kind of introduce him to it, and then kind of get that itch started, and then they'll show up, come back a, a day or two later, and you're like, well, hey, how about this? Here, try that. Check this out, right? And the next thing you know, you've got them all fired up. If you're doing that, then, of course, I promise that your children, you're going to be a hell of a lot more fun than that phone they're on. And if you're if you're not if you're not if you're if your children aren't wanting to hang out with you and spend time with you, there's a reason for it. It's because what they have in front of them is more interesting than you, more enticing, more inspiring than you. You want to change it? Let's talk about how.
let's go ahead and get into this thing. So let's talk about it. How do you affect change with your children? How do you enlist what I think is probably one of the most important aspects of your relationship? And that is when your child feels empathy and compassion and feels accountability when they do stuff they shouldn't do. That, that, is, a, that is a key indicator of when you have connected to your child on that level. But how do you establish that? Well, the, the, the reality is it's consistency. And it's consistency with the absence of emotion. Because that's really the truth. When you think about your child and what they do and what they don't do and how you deal with that, one of the primary steps of that is to make sure that when you engage your child on any issue that is, requires an adjustment in their behavior, that you don't get all mad, excited, because they didn't do it to you. They just did it. That's what children do. And, of course, the other thing is is you have to take a look at what they're doing, and then the question is, are they doing what you want them to do? And if they're not, then the idea would be to be consistent about applying some pressure, some form of guidance or discomfort in their life that would actually cause them to say, hmm, I don't really like doing, uh, getting what, they, what he get, does to me, so I probably will stop, probably stop doing that. And again, this is not an emotional thing. It's, oh, my God, she's going to hate me. doesn't matter. She'll hate you if you don't teach her right, too, so... Let's go ahead and work with this, right? So just stick with me. What do you suppose would happen if every time your child did something they weren't supposed to do that you responded with an appropriate response and it was expected and it was uncomfortable for your child or in some way caused them to sacrifice or feel the pr enough pressure to change their behavior? When it really comes down to it, that's the bottom line, right? That is, that is the recipe for what great parents do. And if you're if you're if you if you're struggling to figure out how good you are at it, take a look at how many times a day you say something to your child, an expectation that you have for your child, and then of course then count how many times a day they obey that command. And then along with that, just you're already got that count going, right? You're already counting how many times you said it. Like I've, I mean, like 400 times all day long for three days, right? Now. Take an inventory of how many times when you said it they complied. Hmm. All right, now take inventory of how many times when they said it you actually reacted with a decisive action that caused a, a, dis a change, a relocation, or actually placed them in a position to where their life was disrupted, the behavior caused a disruption in their, in their comfort level. And of course, and I'm not talking about beating no kids. You don't have to. If you repeat yourself more than once or twice in, on any given instance, and then it, you're, you're, you're not doing you or your child any good. You think, well, you know, I'll just get them. They'll, they'll understand. No, well, no, what they don't understand is it, what they're doing is working, right? The ig ignorance, right? The ignorance. Oh, yeah, I, you know. And, of course, when it happens, then, of course, the, the worst thing anyone could do and the thing good parents don't do is they don't make excuses for their child. You don't have to explain to me why your child's a butthead. I, I, I know. That's why my kids weren't buttheads. Right? Children behave when they're required to behave. When the consequences for not following directions and functioning in, in particular settings, in, in settings of life, whether it's a restaurant or grandma's house or home or the dinner table, when, when children when the system you're using for correcting children's behavior is working, then you don't have to correct children's behavior anymore. 
when you establish a standard so that the child, every time they show up at the table and they don't behave or act appropriately, there's a consequence that eventually causes them to decide, you know, I think I'll just go ahead and hang out here. And what's the purpose of that? Well, that's how the world works. Think about what would happen as an adult or where you're indifferent to other people. Number one, you're not going to be very likable. If you don't pay attention and listen and, and, and reciprocate kindness and empathy to other people as a child and, and you don't understand and follow rules and respect the guidance of those around you, um, is that going to be a plus or a minus when that child grows up to be an adult? Your child's incessantly mean, can't seem to keep friends, can't understand why they don't have friends. I mean, it might be another thing, too. I mean, it might be nothing on your child. The question is, are, is your child, is it a pleasure to be around your child? I mean, because let's face it, there are kids who don't want to be around other kids, and it's fine. But the issue is when they're around you and you look at the behavior that they have and how they act around you, are, are you like, wow, you're a pretty cool little dude, right? And you want to spend time with them. Oh. Want to do anything for your children want to do any of the things that great parents do spend time with them ask them questions show them things be a great example for them show them how to be a man show them how to be play that role whatever that role is i'm not putting anybody in a box here it doesn't matter to me if you're not involved in every aspect of your child's life and having conversations where they trust you enough to talk to you you might be just a, a tidbit a little bit off track doesn't matter where you are right now. doesn't matter what's happening right now. The question is, are you ready to change it? Are you ready to take it someplace it hasn't been? Are you ready to say, all right, I got this. This is it. It's time for me to do the things great parents do. I hope so. I pray for you. This is how we make the world a better place. Teach our children to be kind. Teach our children to be considerate and appreciative of the things they have and of the people around them. Teach them to seek to to be better for themselves, to be inspired, looking for the next adventure. Be able to imagine to teach themselves on their own how to wake up energized because despite all the things they have to do, they've chosen a lot of things they love to do. Doesn't get any better than that. Listen, I hope you'll keep tuning in. I'm going to continue to show up because it feels so good, right? Got a call from some people on Christmas Day, people I hadn't heard from, had helped contribute a lot of time to their lives trying to guide them in the right direction of course it worked there's nothing feels better than that you want to make a difference in the world you can start by doing the things great parents do i hope you will hey until next time don't forget to share like um i need all the help i can get my name is chris Haquez, and until next time this is your best life defined have a wonderful day